Hi everybody, Chris here, and today I wanted to talk about project management. I think that project management is probably one of the more important skills for instructional designers and anyone in instructional design to really have a grasp on. And it's something that is not often taught explicitly unless you go off and want to do your own private certification or if you happen to take a class in it. But it ends up being hugely important because as instructional designers, pretty much everything we do is working on a project. And as the designer in charge of a project, management of that project is usually going to fall on your shoulders. So I thought today we'd sort of review what a project is and just sort of like gloss over paraphrasing um, the different stages and different steps in, in a project management project. So here we go. So a project is different than something that's sort of like ongoing all the time. So you might have an ongoing onboarding component that always runs, but developing the onboarding material is a project with a distinct beginning, middle, and end, where it's kind of temporary and it has a defined time period when you're doing it. So the other thing is that a project should produce something unique. So in my example, the onboarding training materials. And a project will have resources, usually people, dedicated to completing the work. And then critical for a project is to have some sort of approval criteria. When this happens, this project is done. Something to signal the end. So the different steps in a project, um, usually follow the, uh, the quick and messy outline I'm gonna share now, and they may be called different things in different places, but they all kind of follow this general pattern. So the first step in a project is a project, is that the project is chartered, kind of like you're chartering a boat for yourself. This is when the project is described, defined, and sort of has that initial kickoff. Um, in that definition, you should have uh, the requirements for the project itself, for the product that's being created, um, and this should include any assumptions or constraints that you may have going in. Um, the next thing that you'll really want to do as part of your project planning is defining the scope of the project. Um, the scope of the project is kind of like setting the out-of-bounds area for a sporting event. Um, you know, this is, the, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to try to influence. And you draw that line in the sand. We are not going to address anything on the other side of that line. Um, as part of this, you'll also want to identify those critical success factors this project needs to have these things. This, this piece we're doing needs to have, and you put up those 
success factors. And then absolutely critical for having a good project plan is doing a work breakdown structure. Instructional designers are pretty good at this task usually because we end up having to do a task analysis when we're designing instruction. And that's how I like to think of the work breakdown structure. It's kind of like that task analysis only for the project. Um, using that work breakdown structure, um, this is when you would identify the resources that you need to complete all of these tasks and get those scheduled. And resources are generally people. If you need to have certain people complete certain tasks, you get to check their schedule, put it all in, make sure it's prioritized with everybody else's million priorities. And this is also the stage where you're probably going to need to put together a budget if you're gonna to need to purchase anything. Very, very important for instructional design work if you're gonna be outsourcing a piece of it, if you're going to be hiring a voice actor, if you're going to be licensing images or music. Very, very important stuff, hiring a photographer, good stuff. And then you'll need to make sure that you have a change management procedure in place, something formal, because not having a change management procedure formalized is where you end up with the horrible, horrible concept of scope creep. So when you described the scope of the project and you put those boundaries out, you drew those lines in the sand, all of a sudden people start asking for more. And if you don't make them document their requests and have those approved, you end up really, really shooting yourself in the foot. It's not a pleasant experience. Um, and then after that, you end up monitoring and controlling the project work, making sure that things are happening when they're supposed to happen, that people are moving along. And once you have moved through the work breakdown structure, moved through your schedule, you should hopefully at the end have your completed product and then you close out the project by making sure that that product is not only acceptable, but has been signed off on and has been accepted. So always, always a good thing. So I glossed over project management in just about five minutes, but it's a huge, huge area. And, um, you know, I think that probably I'm going to, start looking at some of these individual things over the next few days in a bit more detail, but I'm not going to go too crazy. And uh, it'll help you decide if you want to pick up some books on project management, a very good idea, or possibly even sign up for the PMP certification, which is really overkill for a lot of people, but it's still a valuable resource. Anyway, I'll talk with you tomorrow.